Hi, welcome back to Rooted with me, Olangelike. Today we're going to talk about hard limits and soft limits, which I've written about before and that I discussed very briefly in my wine live session on Instagram this past weekend. I really want to start a conversation about boundaries and how difficult it can be to enforce them and then navigate relationships after you've drawn a boundary that people may not necessarily agree with or even understand. Before we get into it, I just want to say I'm not really a fan of red wine, but with the weather getting colder, it just made sense to take a step back from the light, fruity notes of the white wines I'm so fond of and experiment with wines that fit the season. The Simonsach Cabernet Sauvignon and Shiraz blend is phenomenal. It is so smooth and you can taste the depth and richness of flavors without feeling overwhelmed, which I love. So 8 out of 10 would recommend. That's the wine of the episode. Okay, let's get into it. Okay, so if you haven't read Fifty Shades of Grey by E.L. James... Spoiler alert! <laughs> when Christian gives Anna the contract for their dom-sub relationship, there's a section of it that's dedicated to his hard limits and his soft limits. His hard limits are things that he will never do, things he isn't interested in even trying, his no is final on these points. And then his soft limits are things that he's willing to experiment with and things that he's willing to discuss. When I read the book and when I thought about it, I realized that that's all rooted in boundaries. That's what the hard limits and soft limits are about. And so when I thought of how I would apply them into my life, I decided that they wouldn't just be limited to my romantic or sexual relationships and that I'd apply them to my relationships with my colleagues, my family members, and my friends. When I think of my hard limits, at the very top of that list is a lack of care because I genuinely feel like that's not something that can be negotiated with or even addressed. If you as a person are incapable of being caring or kind or empathetic, I can't hold any space for you and I don't have a seat for you at my table. Once I experience a lack of care from anyone, their access to me is revoked. This is because I never want to find myself in a situation where I'm imploring someone to show me thoughtfulness or softness. Reciprocity is right up there too. I don't want anyone around me who can't give what I give. And I also don't want to be around people that just take and take because I have to think of what could happen on the days I have nothing left to give. And if I can show up for you and you refuse to do the same for me, there really is no point in us having a relationship, no matter the context. Some things don't need to be addressed And some things can't be communicated away. And for me, a lack of care and a refusal to reciprocate one's energy shows inherent disdain for them. That's not something I have any grace for. My soft limits are things that I can understand and things that I can negotiate. As important as consistency is to me, I can accept a friend not being able to give me their time every single day. I'm open to scheduling phone calls at times that suit us best, to touch base and connect beyond texts. Presence is a big thing for me too, but I'm okay with having platonic and romantic relationships with people that don't live in the same city as I do. As long as we're able to shop for each other when it matters 
and make time for each other, I'm okay. I have boundaries around everything. My time, my energy, my money. Nothing is left unprotected. And in having boundaries, I'm learning how to communicate them effectively and how to find healthy balances that work for me and the people in my orbit. I'm learning how I can be and do better by my people so that we're pouring into each other's cups. But the conversations enforcing hard limits can be awkward, especially with family. In my experience, elders in black families typically feel they're entitled to everything you have. It's why they'll volunteer your time and services to other family members or to their friends. It's why they'll ask for money and if you say no, they'll demand an explanation. And I was late in setting boundaries with my family. And so when I finally did, everyone was almost in a state of shock and the tension in the house was palpable. I decided to stop explaining what it is that I do with my money and stop justifying why I didn't want to shop for funerals or weddings if I really wasn't in the space too. And the shift in the dynamic was very uncomfortable. But I had to remind myself that boundaries are inescapable and they're important. And if I'm always overextending myself, I'll have nothing left for me. And it was important for my mental health and for my continuing personal growth to take that step and say, okay, this is what I'm willing to do. This is what I'm not willing to do. And this is what I'm never, ever, ever folding on. And once I survived the awkwardness of setting firm boundaries with my family, it became a lot easier to have necessary conversations with my friends where I could say, okay, I'm not ready to talk about this right now. And it's not a testament to our relationship or our connection. You're still amazing and I love you. I'm just not ready to share this part of my life right now. I don't want to be asked questions about it and I don't want to unpack it and that's okay. I'll share when I'm ready and when I have the words. And that conversation was an important one for my friends and I because we learned that we could be fully present for each other and fully show up for one another without knowing every minute detail of what it is that we were living through. I also began requiring my friends and I to check in with each other before offloading onto one another. A simple, hey friend, can you talk? I'm having a rough week text could go a long way. And I think that boundary taught us to approach each other with more tenderness and to check that the other person could hold room for what it was that you were experiencing. Like, can my friend give me advice if that's what I need? Can my friend just be a sounding board if that's what I need? Setting hard and soft limits in my friendships and my family relationships taught us how to love each other a lot better. And in thinking about my boundaries and writing about them and talking about them, I realized that I struggle to maintain them when I'm navigating a romantic end, no matter what the end is caused by. A line will be drawn at the end, but that will be the easy part. I'll have a hard time staying on my side of it. And I've been wondering if it's because I let affection blur the lines or if I let hope blur the lines, but 
they get blurry sometimes it's like i forget why the hard limits exist in the first place there's something about having to sit with the feelings at the end of what looked like a promising beginning and having nowhere to put them that i can't wrap my head around and so anytime i miss what's on the other side of the fence that i built and that i labeled the fence i cross it and i really want to work on being as firm as I am on my heart and soft limits romantically as I am in the other aspects of my life. I need to have the same discipline and the same energy and I need to be as intentional as I am about protecting myself as I am with my other relationships. I've noticed that I'll often renege on the communication boundary when I go out and I'm not okay. I'll have one drink too many and then I'll drunk that on the way home. When I sat and I thought about it, I realized that me going out when I'm angry or sad is where the problem starts because I overcompensate. I'll have more drinks than I normally do because I want to have as much fun as everyone around me appears to be having when my heart really isn't in it. So I've set a new boundary for myself. And that is that I'll only go out when I know I won't disturb anyone's peace when the liquor sits in. I looked within and I saw what the problem was. And I decided to approach it honestly and gently. I don't want to repeat the same mistakes and be caught in the same patterns. And so I'm holding myself accountable while not being harsh with myself. I'm accepting that it's okay to miss people that no longer have access to me. But it isn't okay to disturb my peace and theirs because of that. I don't think missing someone or thinking about them or even dreaming about them is a good enough reason to welcome them back into my orbit anymore. So now when I look at the fence that I built and that I labeled the fence, I remember to stay on my side of it. I remember that it's there for a good reason, to protect me. And if I stop protecting myself, no one will do it for me. If I'm not intentional about guarding myself, no one can be intentional about it on my behalf. I'm learning. Thank you for tuning in to Rooted. I hope this box of dialogue with you and yours about boundaries. And I hope you find the words to outline your hard limits and your soft limits. I hope this initiates a conversation with you and yours on how you can do and be better for each other and yourselves. Try out this episode's wine selection and let me know what you think. Until next time, take care of yourselves.